Okay. Welcome to Progressive News Network on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the producer and your host, Janine Moloff. Uh, today we're going to deviate a little bit from what we normally do. Normally, this is a show that does not take callers. Uh, we've had a few in the past, and those callers were just basically trying to, uh, as I put it, um, uh, basically take advantage of our time, all right? Uh, we pay for this time, and those of you who might want to scream foul and say that I'm censoring, you know, you have free speech rights, well, I, I agree, you do have free speech rights, but not necessarily on air that we pay for as a private entity. Um, you know, we're not going to let anybody freeload. That being said, today I will welcome calls, but they will be towards the end of the show, and I will signal when that happens. If you call before I give that signal, I'm just going to disregard it. In fact, I may even recite your phone number on air. So please follow the rules that we set up because, once again, we pay for this time. All right, so let's move on. So this has been one hell of a week, to say it mildly. If you saw the advert, uh, it simply said, Uvalde, Texas murders, and the NRA controlled GOP. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. I can tell it's going to be a bad asthma day. I get upset when I talk about this. But, you know, you've seen the advert. You know, within the span of a week, maybe a little over a week, we the nation and the world has witnessed two brutal mass murders here in the United States, one in Buffalo, New York, and the other in Uvalde, Texas. Now, the mass murder in Buffalo was clearly a hate crime. The 18-year-old murderer had published a 180-page manifesto filled with racist and neo-Nazi tropes. There was no guesswork here. He was a young, a white man, 18 years old, he entered a community that was dominant, predominantly black, and he was going hunting for people of color. There's no guesswork. Ironically, unlike other shooters, this one was taken live. Isn't it amazing? If a white man commits an atrocity, the police will take him in alive. The police didn't give that same type of courtesy to innocent black men like George Floyd, but that's another story, okay? In the Buffalo, New York murders, most of the victims were elderly and black. Then week, week and a half later, we have the tragedy in Uvalde, Texas. And again, the world witnessed another 18-year-old enter an elementary school and proceed to murder 19 children and two teachers. Now, this young man was killed by police on the scene, or rather, I think it was Border Patrol. He was uh, a member of the Hispanic community entering a school that was predominantly Hispanic and Latina. So, you know, once again, I don't think race was an issue here necessarily. But in both instances, the GOP, and especially the GOP of Trump, continues to lie to the public and blame the shooting on mental illness. Now, this is the same GOP that then scapegoats any dissent by shrieking the trope that we're politicizing, in air quotes, the tragedy. In both instances, the police were late 
and they were tragically and criminally ineffectual. So today's show, on the advert it says we'll discuss the issue of the Second Amendment, what it actually says, and the corruption of the GOP. And then we'll have our Jackass of the Week Award, which you can pretty much guess who it's going to go to. Now, you know, the thing is here, I'm, I'm going to go here, and I'm going to Google this, all right, because I put this together very quickly. Things on the ground just kept changing nonstop. So let's look at the Second Amendment, first of all, before we get into any of this, because there are too many people that believe the Second Amendment means that they have the right to keep any kind of guns, uh, ammunition at, at, at any time. There, there's no limits at all, except that that's not actually what the Second Amendment says. Okay, it just isn't. So uh, let's see now. I'm scrolling down here. Getting to the Bill of Rights. All right, sorry for this, folks. Uh, we're all just, they went right past it. My bad. Okay, so let's read what the Second Amendment says. Keep in mind, these amendments, most of them, especially, let's, let me back up. The amendments that are in the Bill of Rights ratified in the 1700s. So the grammar is going to be a bit different. And why am I talking about grammar? Because grammar affects how you interpret the meaning of the sentence. And back then they did use the passive voice. Here's what the Second Amendment actually says. It was ratified December 15, 1791. It simply says the following. Quote, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It's kept specifically vague. Uh, there, and and I'm, I'm going to read it again. Quote, a well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, period. Why did I read the commas? Because the commas influence how you're supposed to actually interpret the grammar of the sentence. This is clearly saying that, yes, you have the right to keep and bear arms, but within the confines of, guess what, a well-regulated militia. It does not say that you have the right to have any kind of weapons of war that you desire. It does not say that you can basically open carry necessarily. It doesn't say any of that. And this is specific because, once again, the GOP loves to embrace the Second Amendment. And they're saying, well, progressives and Democrats, we're politicizing this tragedy. Perhaps. But this tragedy is very political. Make no mistake about it. Politicians in multiple states made the political decision to allow 18-year-olds to purchase weapons, including assault guns. Politicians made the political decision to allow somebody as young as the age of 18, as, as psychologically unstable as an 18-year-old can be at times, to not only purchase 
arms to purchase guns, assault guns, assault weapons, but also to purchase bullet pierce, uh, bullets that are capable of piercing armor, cop-killing bullets. They have been allowed to purchase AR-15s, which is a semi-automatic rifle with bullets that travel three times the speed of sound. Let that sink in for a minute there. The politicians, especially the GOP, have decided to make a the, – the GOP made a political decision in various states to allow people as young as 18 to purchase weapons of war that not only can pierce armor but can tear a body apart. They have allowed laws that are so loose that this young man, that, that the murderer of Uvalde, uh, Uvalde, excuse me, Uvalde, Texas, he was legally permitted to not only purchase two AR-15s, that semi-automatic rifle with bullets that can travel three times the speed of sound, but he was allowed to purchase 660 rounds of ammunition, which is approximately three times the amount that a soldier in combat carries. Ted Cruz and Donald Trump, the monster of Mar-a-Lago, and when all these Republicans claim that those of us on the left are politicizing this, this tragedy, no, baby, it was the GOP of Trump that decided to politicize it. They were the ones, the Republicans made a set, a series of political decisions to allow somebody as immature and unstable as the age of 18 to purchase weapons of war, of war legally. There was a political decision made by Republicans in multiple states to allow 18-year-olds to purchase more ammunition than what a soldier in the middle of combat carries. It was a political decision by the Republicans to allow 18-year-olds to purchase weapons of war that have bullets that travel three times the speed of sound. So when Ted Cruz chains us for politicizing this, oh, no, baby, Mr. Ted Cruz, you couldn't be more wrong. It was your side that made a series of political decisions that resulted in the murder of these babies at this elementary school. Make no mistake about it. And I know I'm ranting today because I was a teacher for 30 years. For 30 years, I taught in St. Louis City Public Schools in neighborhoods that were deemed so dangerous that back in the 80s, the police referred to certain neighborhoods as Vietnam. And later on, after Judge W. Bush came into play, those same neighborhoods were referred to as Fallujah. Do you get the drift? I never carried a gun, nor did I want one. The problem is that the Republicans decided to politicize this by making a series of political decisions that resulted in multiple mass murders of our people, multiple mass murders of our children. So no, sir, this is very political. And by the way, the Second Amendment was not wasn't carved into stone tablets on Mount Sinai. They need to get over themselves. All right, so let's get into what happened at Uve, excuse me, Uvet. I'm so upset I'm starting to stutter. Uvalde. Okay, 
sorry, I'm having a disfluent block here. Let's talk about what happened at Robb Elementary in Texas. You know, right now the NRA actually had the audacity to uh, have their convention in Houston. And Donald Trump, the monster of Mar-a-Lago, was reading off the names of the babies that were murdered at Robb Elementary School. And they have a bell that tolls after each name. And then when he's done, he did his little macho man dance. Okay, they couldn't be more tone deaf if they tried. Ted Cruz was rightfully uh, confronted by people that want some reasonable gun laws. And again, he got on this trope that the Democrats and the progressives are politicizing this and shaming us. And again, I will say for the umpteenth time, no, sir, Mr. Cruz, you couldn't be more wrong. It was the Republicans politicized this entire issue, and they did so by making, as I said earlier in the show, by making a series of political decisions that allowed crazy people, that allowed teenagers that are too immature to be trusted with most things to access and legally buy guns that were meant for a war zone. They are the ones that made, the polit- made it political, that politicized it. Keep in mind, my home state of Missouri, it's just as dangerous and not more dangerous than Texas. I'll never understand why it's easier to purchase a gun than it is to purchase Claritin D. 18-year-olds aren't allowed to legally buy alcohol, but they can buy an AR-15. 18-year-olds aren't legally trusted to rent a car or buy alcohol, as I said before, but they can buy cop-killing bullets. Why is this happening? Now, everybody's blaming the NRA, National Rifle Association. And the NRA has sponsored a lot of this. It's true. But there's more to it than just that. And that's something that we're actually going to get into into another show, not today. But you will be stunned. I guarantee it. I'm already in the middle of the research. So the massacre at Robb Elementary, and I think I'd rather say Robb Elementary. This was an elementary school. It wasn't a high school. This school housed children in the second, third, and fourth grades. Babies. Babies. So I went to some British newspapers because, frankly, they were more honest. From the Guardian. Uh, oh, excuse me. Um, the headline was that more could have been done. Texas police under scrutiny over response to school shootings. Gunman remained barricaded inside a classroom for up to an hour before his rampage was brought to an end. Now, one of the things that we all witnessed as we saw this unfold on television is that the police appear to have stood down. Now, those of you that are unfamiliar with the military, the term stood down or stand down means that they do nothing. Okay, in the military, when you're told to stand down, that means you're not to attack under any circumstances. And this looked like the police, and yes, the Border Patrol stood down. I personally don't care who was responsible. You know, this is what happened. This young man, whether it was an unlocked door or not, was able to gain access into the building. And then he went hunting for children, and he committed mass murder. And he was in the building for an hour before somebody decided to stop him. Now, 
police are trained nowadays to take care of themselves first. All right? Those of you that think the police are here to serve and protect, that, that slogan that you saw, you know, in, in the old TV shows of the 60s, that's just not true. The only place, the only people that police serve and protect are the wealthy and the corporate. No one else. And if you think otherwise, you know, well, you're foolish. So this is a piece written by Ed Pilkington for The Guardian. And, you know, they go over the statements by the South Texas Regional Director of Texas Department of Public Safety, Mr. Victor Escalon. And Mr. Escalon gave contradictory statements, all right? Um, you know, he first told the press, that armed officers arrived at Robb Elementary four minutes, about four minutes after the shooter entered through an unlocked door around 11.40 a.m. on Tuesday. But it was, a pro, quote, approximately an hour later that a tactical team of the U.S. Border Patrol arrived at the school, burst into the classroom, and killed the gunmen. Okay, now the Border Patrol group that entered is a specially trained group. I believe they're called BORTAP, all right? And in Hispanic and Latino communities, they are um, terrified of BORTAC. BORTAC is the, the SWAT arm of Border Patrol, and BORTAC more often than not abuses those communities and tries to save their babies. But that's a story for another day. Now, the question is, why did it take a whole hour? Seriously. Uh, again, the Associated Press reported that as this massacre was happening, multiple parents and local people were demanding that law enforcement storm the school. And, you know, we have the statement of Javier Cesares. Uh, his 10-year-old daughter, Jacqueline, was killed, and he told the Associated Press that police were unprepared. He said, quote, more could have been done. And Mr. Cesares also, he went on, anyone who would listen to him, God bless him. And he said, quote, let's just rush in because the cops aren't doing anything like they are supposed to, end quote. All right. Um, there was a video that was recorded by residents, and we've all seen it. In fact, there's another article here by the Daily Mail that shows how the police on the scene not only refused to go into the school, refused to do anything, they stood down like cowards, but they abused and threatened parents with arrest that were going to go in the building themselves. And there was one mother that was threatened with arrest by Border Patrol, and she talked one of the local police out of, you know, arresting her. And as soon as she got out of handcuffs, this little bitty woman jumped the fence and got her kid. Something totally unarmed that the police couldn't manage. All right. So there was a video recorded by residents. It was posted on social media, and it was really in real time, okay, where these parents are watching these armed police you know, with big assault weapons, doing nothing to quote one of the parents, quote, they are all fucking parking outside, man. They need to go in there. They are all in there. The cops aren't doing shit but standing outside. That's, uh, end quote. That's what one father said. Another mother on the same video said, quote, I'm going to go. All these kids are in the school, and they're just standing there. Our kids are there. My son is right there. Um, you know, one father said, quote, a police officer um, 
you know, the tension got worse, and the police officer was um, was filmed pushing parents back. Okay, and one father said, "You know that there are that there are kids, right? They are there are little kids. They don't know how to defend themselves from the shooter." End quote. Okay, so this just went on and on and on, and again, um, the cowardice of the police is beyond belief. It, it just is. And as far as I'm concerned, there needs to be a formal federal investigation, and maybe by the FBI or Department of Justice, to find out, you know, what happened. And to hold these police accountable. If they're too cowardly to do the job, then they, they shouldn't be there. Um, so this is what we're talking about here. Um, gooch down. Here's the article from Daily Mail. And keep in mind, this is a live show. So if I'm a little scattered today, it's because this hit home. All right? As I said before, I taught for 30 years, and I've actually been trapped in buildings when we did have a shooter event. Now, I have. And I taught in neighborhoods where little kids knew the difference between a car backfiring and bullets ringing. And no little child should ever know that. So the Daily Mail, which is another British newspaper, um, there's, there's, again, the parents are saying the police were doing nothing. In fact, the police in that town were handcuffing and pepper spraying the parents. These parents were frantic. The cops, you, you see it on the video yourself, all right? I mean, the cops were standing around, meandering. You saw elderly people that were family members running to the school, and the police couldn't have been moving any slower if they tried. They had no intent of entering at all. One of the moms, uh, her name is Angelie Rose Gomez, said that she was handcuffed by police, and then she, she was the one that the Uveda police officer, one of the officers she knew, and that officer let her go, tossed the, tossed the border patrol officer out of a federal arrest, and then Ms. Gomez jumped the fence and went and got her kids herself. Okay? Angel Garza is another mother whose daughter was killed. She was handcuffed after trying to run into the school when she heard that a girl called Amory had been shot. Okay? This is what happened, folks. Disgusting. And there's video out there. You can see the video at this Daily Mail um, article. The headline is, the quote, the police were doing nothing. Ilveda police handcuffed and pepper sprayed parents who urged them to storm the school, including the dad of a murdered girl and a mom of two who got free, jumped the fence, and rescued her kids herself. And it's written by Gina Martinez. Um, that particular article actually has the video that you can see yourself. Okay? So, Angelie Rose Gomez, as far as I'm concerned, she's Wonder Woman. Okay? She was quoted... And Ms. Gomez was actually interviewed. The original quote came from not hard. Let me back up here. Angelie Rose Gomez is the mom who jumped the fence and rescued her kids. She was interviewed by none other than the Wall Street Journal, 
hardly a bastion of liberal anything. And the Wall Street Journal, in an article titled Texas School Shooting Victims Were Killed in One Classroom, was quoted saying, quote, the police were doing nothing. They were just standing outside the fence. They weren't going in there or running anywhere. Now, Ms. Gomez had two children, both in second and third grade. She drove 40 miles to the school from work. Um, she was one of the parents demanding the police do something. And what happened was federal marshals put Ms. Gomez in handcuffs and told her she was under arrest for intervening in an active investigation, according to the report published by the Wall Street Journal. Now, my question of these, of these uh, federal marshals, why are you investigating something before you actually stop the emergency event? Why are you investigating this instead of stopping the shooter? That almost sounded like the federal marshals were fine with babies being murdered. Okay. Um, and let me explain here. Apparently, there was one little girl who reported, uh, who survived it, but she reported that you know she she had blood on her, and the blood was from her best friend Anne Marie. Okay. And Anne Marie, I believe, is the little girl who had the sense to dial 911. Of course, the shooter murdered her immediately. So Ms. Gomez, getting back to her, because what happened to her was probably the worst. Angeli Rose Gomez, this is the mom who jumped the fence and, and saved her own children. Again, Wonder Woman. This is the mom who was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal. Okay? She's the mom that the federal marshals arrested. They put her in handcuffs, and they told her she was under arrest for, quote, intervening in an active investigation. Again, why were federal marshals investigating a crime that was still in the process of happening? Why were they concerned about an investigation instead of saving these children? So apparently Ms. Gomez was able to convince a local police officer from Uvalde uh, that she knew to have the federal marshal free her. And then from there, she just ran. She jumped the school fence, ran inside the school, rescued her kids. She said that other parents also trying to get their kids were tackled and pepper sprayed by the police. And yes, there's video to confirm this. I will repeat, Ms. Gomez said that other parents desperate to try and save their own kids because the police were doing nothing were then tackled and pepper sprayed and attacked by the same police. If this doesn't make your blood boil, then you're not human. Okay. Uh, one of the moms, a woman named Angel Garza, uh, was told her story to Anderson Cooper. Her daughter was killed. And, you know, once again, Anne-Marie, you know, was the little girl that was murdered. So, among several others. So, basically... You know, Garza was telling the story to Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper explained that when he got there on the scene, um, he tried, no, I'm sorry, let me get back up again. Angel Garza, Garza told Anderson Cooper 
that he tried to help a young girl covered in blood because he's a trained medic. And the girl explained that she wasn't hurt and the blood was from her best friend, Anne-Marie. Then Angel Garza, that's when he realized the blood that he was looking at to help this one little girl came from his own daughter. That, that just, again, if this doesn't make your blood boil, if this doesn't, if you don't feel yourself feeling the need to cry or scream, then you're not human. Okay? This man was a trained medic. He came to the scene. He knew he had a child in there. He helped this one little girl who was covered in blood. Little girl said she was fine, but the blood came from her best friend, Anne Marie. And then Mr. Garza realized that the blood he was looking at a helping this little girl was from his own baby. It, you just, and then you hear these Republicans screaming about their gun rights. I, I, the lack of compassion is disgusting. All right, I'm going to move on. Mr. Cesares, Javier Cesares, his little girl Jacqueline was also killed. Mr. Cesares told the Associated Press that he raced to the school the minute he heard about the shooting. And, um, you know, he saw the police were gathered out the building and doing nothing. And he's the one that raised the idea of charging into the school. There's one very shocking video from this Daily Mail article, and it clearly shows officers holding some parents back as they try to get inside. The footage includes a parent being pinned to the ground by a police officer, while another officer carrying a taser was standing nearby ready to go. Okay. It's quite clear the police were, yes, attacking. They were attacking parents. Okay. There's footage that shows parents begging the police, what are you doing? Get inside the building. Another woman is, is just screaming. They're trapped inside. And again, the police did nothing. This is what we're dealing with, folks. They're going to be hearing more and more as more information comes out. But the fact is, there is no excuse for the way this was. There just isn't. Every police officer that failed to rush into the building should not only be fired, they should face charges of dereliction of duty at the very least. I mean, from the top on down, there's conflicting reports. We already have the Republicans trying to spin this, claiming that we're politicizing this event. But Again, it was the Republicans that made this political. It was the Republicans that made a series of political decisions that loosened up gun laws. Okay? Again, we have the eyewitness um, testimony of Wonder Woman, Angelie Rose Gomez, here, she's a little bitty woman, okay? She looks like maybe she weighs 110 pounds sopping wet. And 
She told the Wall Street Journal that she drove to the school after hearing about the attack, and she just quotes false police just standing outside the fence. They weren't going in there or running anywhere, end quote. And you can see it. It's in all the footage. Ms. Gomez said federal marshals. Um, first of all, she said that she and others politely asked the police to intervene, and then they started pleading with them. And it was at that point the federal marshals handcuffed Ms. Gomez, telling her she was under arrest for interfering with an investigation. I reiterate, why were police and federal marshals focused on an investigation instead of a rescue? Ms. Gomez saw other parents being pepper sprayed, tackled to the ground, and tasered. These, the police did not go after the monster inside the school building with loads of ammo, but they were perfectly bold enough to tackle, pepper spray, and taser the parents. And apparently Ms. Gomez knew one of the cops. She got one of them to uncuff her, and that's when she ran. She hopped the fence and went and got her kids. And when she was asked about how the authorities abused the parents, she said, quote, they didn't do that to the shooter, but they did that to us. That's how it felt, end quote. This is what happened. Now, we have the Republicans, including Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, that's pushing to arm school teachers. We're hearing a lot of stupid suggestions. Anything but gun control. Now, U.S. Rep. Joaquin Castro has requested an FBI investigation into the police response, thank God, and he wrote an open letter to FBI Director, Director Christopher Wray, and it's, he's, Representative Castro is calling for an investigation into the failed police response to the shooting. And this is from the letter that Representative Joaquin Castro wrote to the FBI Director, quote, the people of Uvalde of Texas and of the nation deserve an accurate account of what transpired, okay? End quote. Now, Castro then pointed out some of the inconsistencies in official reports, including, quote, whether the school security officer and the gunman exchanged fire outside the school, and, quote, how long law enforcement officers were in adjoining classrooms while the gunman barricaded himself in the classroom with students and teachers. Quote, I urge the FBI to use its maximum authority to thoroughly examine the timeline of events and the law enforcement response and to produce a full timely and transparent report on your findings, end quote. So this is what we're dealing with. You can look into the reports. There's still a lot of contradictory issues here. But let's talk about the Republican response and the response of, you know, cowardly corporate Democrats. They treat the Second Amendment as if it were divine, and it's not. And the GOP receives a lot of, we call it campaign contributions, let's call it with its bribes, from the National Rifle Association, the NRA, and the, you've heard about the gun lobby. Now, the gun lobby isn't just the NRA. The gun lobby includes this enormous private security, corporate, the hemet that now exists. 
Make no mistake about it. This is a lot of money. Every time there's a big shooting like this, again, private security, these groups, they make more money if there's more shooting. And so you've got the Republicans that are using these cultural issues to cover up the fact that the only people the Republicans care about are the rich, the rich and corporate. That's it. And they're selling this idea that somehow, you know, every white American has a right to have enough armaments that they could start their own little private army. Now, notice, when people of color have arms, Black Lives Matter, whatever, and maybe somebody was caring and it was perfectly legal, you don't hear the NRA coming to their assistance. You know, the whole idea of the Second Amendment, again, this is my opinion. My opinion is that the GOP of Trump, which is basically consisting of white supremacists and neo-Nazis and people that are fine with the privilege these other people give them, they want guns for white folks. And it's not about going after criminals. It's about hunting minorities. That's my opinion. But we saw this big press conference from Governor Abbott and, you know, uh, what do you call it? Senator Ted Cruz was there. And then Beto O'Rourke shows up. And he interrupts the governor. Now, frankly, Beto could have been more forceful, in my opinion. But the mayor of Uvalde just cussed him out. The police forced Beto to leave. And again, these politicians on either side, whether Democrat or Republican, they're not little monarchs. They're not aristocrats. They should have to face the public. And we know that's not happening. This was a press event. And... You know, Governor Abbott blamed this not on a lack of gun regulation. He blamed it on mental illness. Well, okay, but Governor Abbott cut funding for mental illness. Texas is at the bottom of the state when it comes to funding for mental illness. And they blamed it on a lot of different things. Senator Cruz came up with the asinine idea that these school buildings should only have one functional entrance and exit. Now, forget the fact that such an idea, such a plan would violate the fire code of every state in the union. You know, if you only have one entrance and one, ex- one entrance and exit, it's the same door, then God forbid if a fire breaks out, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to die. That's what sweatshops were like in the beginning of the 20th century. Okay, the shirtwaist factory um, fire where basically The workers were locked in. One person had the key. There was only one door that you could enter and exit from. Fire broke out. All those people perished. You can't do that. And we shouldn't have to turn our children's schools into supermax prisons to keep our children, quote, safe. You know, it's amazing. I graduated high school in 1977. And if you want to do the math, that means I'm 62 going on 63. Not afraid of it. 
and you know, when I was in high school, I don't recall any, I don't recall any high school that had metal detectors or an armed cop on, on guard, none of that. And I don't recall any shooting events either. But back then, we had some reasonable gun regulations. And back then, able to access assault weapons. These assault weapons are what increase the casualties. You know, you have an assault gun that's a weapon of war that in a matter of 60 seconds can take out 20 people. You know, one of the GOP plans was to arm teachers, okay? So then the teacher has to keep their pistol under lock and key. God forbid the guy comes in with an assault weapon. Even the P teacher could get to the gun fast enough before she had a chance to even pull the trigger to, to, uh, to fire one shot. The assault weapon could have killed everybody in the class. Staff nine. You know, we have Senator Marco Rubio from Florida telling CNN that gun, some type of gun regulation, quote, wouldn't prevent these shootings. He was asked, uh, this, he was uh, interviewed on Wednesday by CNN. He was asked about banning uh, these semi-automatic weapons, that, like the killer used in Uvalde, and by the gunman who killed 10 in Buffalo, New York. And Senator Rubio's response was, quote, the truth of the matter is these people are going to commit these horrifying crimes, whether they have to use another weapon to do it, they're going to figure out a way to do it, end quote. What a stupid statement. I mean, that's basically saying, well, they're going to kill us. They're going to kill these babies anyway, so there's nothing we can do. But we're going to let these privileged white people have all the guns they want. Okay. Governor Abbott made a similar claim. He said, quote, people who think that, well, maybe we can just implement tougher gun laws. It's going to solve it. Chicago and L.A. and New York disproved that thesis, end quote. Except that Governor Abbott's wrong on the facts. Um, based on documentation from the CDC, okay, on firearm mortality. In 2005, California had almost the same rate of deaths from guns as Florida or Texas. Then California, quote, had a 9.5 firearms death per 100,000 people that year. Florida had 10 and Texas 11, according, again, to data from the National Health, National Center for Health Statistics. Then, again, according to the LA Times this time, California tightened its gun laws. And gun deaths went down. There's, a, a, there's actually a... Um, this is an article from the LA Times right now. Sorry, folks. Okay. And um, titled this article that I'm quoting from is, and what about gun control? All right. And it's written by David Lauder, the senior editor. Um, now, they quote Ted Cruz, for instance. Cruz, Senator Cruz said, quote, I, I'm going to mock him right now with his accent. The most effective tool for keeping kids safe is armed law enforcement on the campus, end quote. And then he goes on to say, inevitably, when there's a murder of this kind, you see politicians try to politicize it. 
you see Democrats and a lot of folks in the media whose immediate solution is to try to restrict the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. That doesn't work, end quote. Well, except that that's not what the Second Amendment doesn't give anybody the right to have assault weapons. The Second Amendment doesn't give anybody the right to open carry. It doesn't give anybody the right to do anything they want with a gun. The Second Amendment references a well-regulated militia. And if it's a well-regulated militia, then that means, yeah, there's gun regulations. And, and here's the ironic part. Ted Cruz is an alumnus of none other than the Harvard Law School. I thought they taught about the Second Amendment at Harvard Law, but maybe they don't. Okay. So this goes on and on and on. There's a chart here of gun deaths by state. And according to this chart, states such as Mississippi and Louisiana have gun death rates almost eight times higher than states such as Massachusetts and New Jersey. And states like Massachusetts, for instance, with the lowest gun rates, have strict gun laws. And I'm looking at this map, and Missouri is one of the worst. Okay? So California's rate of gun deaths has declined by 10% since 05, according to the CDC data. The rates of gun deaths have climbed 28% and 37% respectively for Texas and Florida. California has gun control, gun regulation rather, and they have one of the 10 lowest gun, rates of gun deaths in the nation. So clearly, while gun regulation doesn't do it all, Yes, it helps. And again, the death toll is so much higher because these shooters are using assault weapons. An assault weapon, they can fire maybe 100 bullets in 60 seconds. You don't have a chance that way. Now, do gun control or gun regulation laws stop everything? No, they don't. There's other issues out there. It's not going to be just one thing. But the fact is, we have states that have incredibly stupid laws, like in Texas, where an 18-year-old was able to buy assault weapons. This 18-year-old was able to buy assault weapons such as an AR-15 with bullets that, again, according to the data, travel at three times the speed of sound. This 18-year-old was able to buy 660 rounds of ammunition. That's three times more than what a soldier carries in combat. And it was all legal in Texas. So, Senator Cruz, to hell with you, we're politicizing this argument. This was a political set of political decisions that allowed this to happen. So, this is what's happening right now. And I wanted to get some more information. So I did get some information about um, mass shootings and gun deaths. And this was from the BMJ, or the what's known as the British Medical Journal, okay? And this really gave some very interesting information. There was data on mass shootings in each state, except for Florida. And the data was obtained from the Federal Bureau of Investigation Uniform Crime Reporting System, 
And the data they studied in this particular report uh, ranged from 1998 to 2015. Okay. Massachusetts has the most restrictive gun laws. Vermont has the most relaxed. Um, and what they found was that, again, a state like California, they tighten up their gun laws and they have less mass shootings. There is no actual magic pill for this. There just isn't. I admit I got this information together rather quickly. There's a lot of confusing and contradictory information online, in the print, you name it. And so, you know, again, this is a live show. And so I slapped this together as best I could. And Again, there's a personal note because as a former teacher, as a retired teacher, I am absolutely appalled at the cowardice of law enforcement. Okay, I, I agree with that mother. If, it, if I don't have any children, but if my baby had been in there, I would have said F you to the police. I would have snuck around. I would have found a way into the building and I would have rescued some babies. You know, once again, the two teachers that died shielding babies with their own bodies. You know, and what have the Republicans come up with? They want to turn our children's schools into the equivalent of a supermax prison for babies. Keep in mind, children like Ted Cruz's kids that go to a, an expensive private school, they don't have... Uh, metal detectors. Those children are patted down every time they walk in. I merely want for all children the privileges that the wealth, children of wealthy parents receive. The fact is there's a federal law that says you can't have any sort of, unless you're law enforcement, you can't have a weapon within 200 feet, 200 yards, I believe it is. I'll have to reference that in a school zone. The police were obligated to storm the building, and they refused. We don't know who told which group to stand down, but it was clear the police stood down and did nothing. And then to make matters worse, the police attacked, not the shooter, they attacked the parents who were desperate to save their babies. Every single member of that police, those police forces and federal marshals, every cop on the scene should not only face a criminal investigation, one, should be fired, two, they should face criminal investigation, at the very least, rec reckless endangerment and negligent homicide. That's it. That's it. And then we have to listen to Ted Cruz, and the rest of the GOP talk about how we don't need gun control laws. We don't need gun regulations. Excuse me. What is wrong? How, how does having reasonable gun regulations interfere with somebody else having legitimate Second Amendment rights? Think about it for a minute. If you are a law-abiding citizen and you're a responsible gun owner, then how does demanding a universal background check on anyone wishing to purchase a gun or ammo, how does that impede 
your Second Amendment rights. It doesn't. And if you're a legitimate gun owner, then how does denying gun ownership rights to someone who's mentally ill or a criminal, how does that impede your Second Amendment rights? It doesn't. Now, there are those who will use the slippery slope argument. You can apply that to anything. But the fact is, somebody who's mentally ill should never be allowed to access a gun. That's it. Furthermore, somebody that's still a teenager should not be allowed to access a gun. You know, in my home state of Missouri, at 18, you can't legally buy boots, but you can buy an AR-15. How does closing the gun show loophole where basically private sellers don't have to have any sort of uh, background check between buyer or seller, how does plugging that loophole interfere with legitimate Second Amendment rights? It doesn't. The problem with not only NRA, but the entire gun lobby, that includes private security, and this will be another report actually, they don't want any impediment. They're not talking about the Second Amendment. They're talking about, as whites, their right to hunt people of color. There, I made it racial, because it is. So now we've got the NRA, and they're having this convention, and these asinine, asinine suggestions, with Ted Cruz leading the chorus of morons. Keep in mind, that's no small coincidence. Uh, I found a, a chart, and it showed how much money each Republican receives from the gun lobby, not just the NRA, but from the gun lobby, and Ted Cruz is the top recipient. Now. There are some asinine demands coming from the Republicans, ones which we should arm our nation's teachers. Talk about stupid. Apparently, these people have never dealt with a classroom of five-year-olds. All right? Even the best-managed classrooms still have a certain amount of chaos going on. You can't have somebody with a gun there. Something will happen, some tragedy. And again, teachers should be allowed to teach not become police officers as well. There's another equally asked nine demand from the GOP and Ted Cruz, again, leading the charge that we should lock up our babies like we do criminals in a supermax. How is it that for generations, many of us were able to go to public school, didn't have police on duty at the school, didn't have metal detectors, none of it. Didn't have mass shootings either. Of course, back then, civilians weren't allowed to buy assault weapons. You know, again, if you're going to go hunting, what do you need an assault weapon for? An assault weapon that tears up your, if you're going hunting for deer, for instance, you're not going to use an assault gun, an assault weapon. It would just tear up the prey. You wouldn't be able to use it for meat. No, assault weapons aren't for legitimate self-defense in a civilian population, and assault weapons aren't for hunting. Assault weapons, well, I take that back. Assault weapons are for hunting. They're for hunting people of color, hunting minorities, hunting people that conservatives of the GOP hate. That's what they're for. But if you're a civilian, no, you have no legitimate need of an assault weapon. You just don't. 
And these Republican politicians are just adamant against any common sense gun regulation. They are against universal background checks. They're against a mandatory waiting period to receive a gun. They're against mandatory training. They're against raising the legal age to purchase a gun. They're against banning assault weapons and armor-piercing cop killer ammunition. And the question is why? Okay, why? Why do states like Texas and Missouri have such stupid laws that an 18-year-old can't buy liquor, but they can buy an assault weapon? How stupid is that? Very. Arming our teachers, obviously asinine. Again, turning our schools into the pediatric equivalent of a supermax prison. That just traumatizes babies further. Ted Cruz's idea of having a single door available to enter or exit a building, again, with armed police at the door. Keep in mind, a lot of these school buildings have multiple stories. If there's an event, whether it's a shooting event or let's say it's a fire, how in the world are you going to empty a building of 1,000 students on three floors if you only have one door? Okay, fire code won't allow it. Once again, keep in mind, the children of the rich and powerful like Ted Cruz never have to worry about this. They attend very expensive private schools where they don't have to deal with a police officer on duty. You know, again, some people like the idea of school resource officers. I do not. Okay, I despise the idea. First of all, if you have a child with special needs and you're having a hard time getting the district to do what they're supposed to do, where do you think the money for the school resource officers comes from? You think it comes from the police department's budget? No, it doesn't. School resource officers and any police presence on a school campus are paid for through the school district budget. So for every police officer you have there, that's that much less funding that actually goes directly into teaching. Think about it. I guarantee you Ted Cruz's kids, if they're throwing a tantrum, will never, he will never enter a school building, a private school building, and see his child being handcuffed to a chair crying with a handcuff tearing into her flesh because she threw a tantrum and got into a fist fight. But I've seen it in, in my schools that I taught, and it was common. And it was common because the majority of the students were children of color. We have multiple problems with what happened here, including a problem with policing. You know, in 30 years in the St. Louis City Public Schools, and, and, and again, I was a speech-language pathologist, so I always had more than one school, and I traveled, so I got this bird's-eye view. In 30 years' time, I cannot remember a single instance where the police were at at the school to prevent before something happens. The police, I don't ever recall seeing police uh, walking the beat. I don't ever recall seeing police even um, patrol the area in their cars. You know, it was like open season, you know, the crooks could, the criminals could do whatever. You only saw police after somebody had died. And I've been as a staff member in the instance of an active shooter 
event. Uh, one of my schools, it was an active shooter event, um, and the teachers, you know, all locked their doors. They did exactly what they were told to do, which, again, wouldn't have stopped an active shooter because a lot of these doors have glass panes, could have just broken the glass pane and just, you know, gotten in or shot it open. But they did what they were instructed to do. I was on my way to get another student because I had to go get my students and then bring them back because I would pull them out of class. And I was stuck. I, I mean, I had to get very small, and I am a little person, and I had to scrunch in a stairwell and just pray that this guy didn't find me. And he did walk past. He didn't actually turn the corner where I was hiding. I've been there. And this happened more than once. The problem is also with policing. Too many Americans believe the bromide that police are here to serve and protect, except that's not true. We need cops to stop worrying about getting, giving people traffic tickets for which they get a cut of the action. We need to go back to some of the old-fashioned things where police, yeah, walk the beat. Know the people in the community so when somebody new pops up, they are aware. We need them to patrol in the cars. It, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. In 30 years, I never witnessed it. Okay? When there were shooting events at one of the high schools, for instance, yes, the kid, there was a metal detector. And they kept the doors locked. Guess what? The kid had friends in the school. They opened, cracked open a window in the ba one of the basement johns, one of the basement bathrooms, and somebody gave him, slipped him the gun through there. The fact is, the schools that want, run well and safely are the ones where not only the teachers, but the principals know what's going on. They're not all just hiding in their offices. They're actually in the hallways. The kids never know when the principal's going to pop up, okay, where they have enough special services, enough counselors, enough social workers to deal with it. This, this shooter in Texas obviously was mentally ill. You know, reading some of the things that they said he had written and, and reading some of the behaviors they described when he was still in school, my best guess is that this kid, this 18-year-old had what's called conduct disorder, which is very dangerous, actually. And that, again, nobody followed up. Maybe they couldn't. He was 18. But the fact is, we have so um, stripped our schools of funding that the only thing we're funding these days, it seems, is uh, private curriculums, uh, created by companies at outrageous prices, and uh, testing, 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 testing. Okay, so this is very political. But these mass shootings wouldn't be so traumatic if Americans couldn't access assault weapons. That's it. It's really that simple. And, again, I've been rambling a bit on this one. We are going to be talking about because there it turns out that the Lucy Goose uh, lack of gun regulation in this country, especially in certain states, has actually been 
um, created with premeditation. And people want to blame the NRA, but actually it was somebody else. And we're going to talk about that in another show. But, you know, I've been in this situation before. And honestly, if you want to end these mass shootings, or maybe not end them, there's always going to be someone that's going to decide they're going to do something crazy. But if you want to reduce this type of mass shooting, then there's some simple things that, yes, with common sense gun regulation, we need to do. Number one, unless you're police or the military, ban assault weapons. That's simple. Number two, up the legal age to buy weapons. 18-year-olds should not be allowed. Make it 21 or even 25. You know, you, it's just that simple. Demand, write into law that you have to have mandatory gun training before you're allowed to own that gun. Seriously. Make into law that there's universal background checks for gun purchase and ammo purchases, no exceptions. Make a mandatory waiting period to receive a gun, no exceptions. This is, it's really that simple. We're the only country in the, we're the only industrialized nation in the world that has this problem. And it's because guns are too easy to, to get. You know, you can't rent a car until you're 26. But you can buy an AR-15, an assault weapon at 18. Again, the Democrats, the corporate Democrats, are too cowardly to do much of anything. They'll huff and they'll puff. The Republicans are adamantly against this. Or they want to kind of massage this so it looks like it's a mental health issue solely. And there's no problem with our gun law that they are. No, we need common sense gun regulation, period. That's it. And we're going to have to demand it. You know, how many children have to die before we realize that these, that allowing guns in the hands of anybody is insane? How many children have to die before we implement common sense gun regulation? Seriously. What is it going to take? Turning our schools into supermax prisons, pediatric supermax prisons, is not the answer. Children have a right to go to school safely and in a pleasant environment. I've seen too many police officers, including school resource officers, abuse children in the schools. And yes, I did intervene. I was threatened with arrest. And then I reminded them, this is a minor. So what I do? I called Department of Family Service and said the cops are abusing this child and you better get a social worker out here. That's what I did. Again, how many children have to die before we stand up to these morons that treat guns like they're toys. That's it. You know, that's our story for today. 
Again, this is a live show. I do apologize that it was a little loosey-goose today. It, it just it hit a raw nerve. It was very personal for me. And I see we have no callers, so I'm not going to worry about it. But now we're going to move on to our Jackass of the Week Award. Now, this one, oh, my God, there were so many jackasses, it was hard to pick. But I would say this week our Jackass of the, Jackass of the Week Award goes to Senator Ted Cruz for issuing some of the most moronic statements I've ever heard come from a lawyer's mouth. He knows that what he's saying is untrue. Think about it. This is the man that said, and again, I know I'm repeating myself, but one way to safeguard our children's schools is to get rid of all the doors except for one that's going to be uh, tended by armed, highly armed police. So if there's a fire once again, and let's say there's three stories to the school, most of those kids will perish. Okay. The Ted Cruz is the same Ted Cruz that says he wants to arm teachers. Again, that idea is so stupid. Teachers have a hard enough job as is. You know, when you bring in police or you arm teachers, you're actually undermining those teachers. You're undermining a position that should be a position of, to be honored. Okay? When the police came in, the school resource officer, yes, even if they're, quote, a nice one, they undermine the teacher's authority just by their very presence. Rob Elementary had a school resource officer. He ran and hid. Didn't do a damn thing to protect those children. One of the mommies, Wonder Woman, little bitty thing, she rescued her children. So why are the Republicans determined, same gun culture going? Well, you don't have to look any further than political ads, all right? You've got Governor Ivy of Alabama, and she's like in her 70s or something, and she's got, she thinks she's being cute in this commercial where, you know, you never know what might be in a lady's purse, a lipstick, an iPhone, and a Smith & Wesson. Again, I don't care if she carries a gun, if it's legal, but it's this, this fake, this, this macho, this, this um, toxic macho stance. You have a lot, of, a lot of Republican politicians holding, you know, some sort of assault weapon saying, I want to go to D.C. to protect the Constitution. Again, this is the translation in Bigotville is, I'm going to get those crazy libtards and those people of color, and we're going to make America great again by returning it to the nifty 50, where white Christian male supremacy is all that matters. And that's what they believe. That's what they want. Period. You can't separate this irresponsible gun culture with toxic macho stances, and toxic white supremacy, period. It goes hand in hand. And, of course, the Republicans fuel this fire because then their chief voters won't pay attention 
to how the Republicans are screwing them over financially. They won't notice how the Republicans back corporate, uh, corporate policies that basically screw over the average worker. They won't notice how, corp- how the Republicans backing corporate policies keep them from having health care for everybody. They won't notice any of that because that's all the Republicans and the corporate Dems have to offer are these asinine culture wars. That's all they have. They want to get everybody so distracted they don't notice how corporate Democrats and the entire GOP are robbing us blind and how the only people that seem to have rights are the billionaire class and the corporate class. That's it. But you have a right to own an AR-15. That's it. Now, owning that AR-15 isn't going to up your pay. The right to own an AR-15 isn't going to keep the the police from pounding you down necessarily unless you can get to the gun first. Owning that AR-15 isn't going to get your baby that, God forbid, has cancer health care. Owning that AR-15 isn't going to make sure that women have equal rights of bodily autonomy. Owning that AR-15 isn't going to improve funding for your kids' schools. Owning that AR-15 isn't going to make college or tech school or trade school affordable so that your children can have a future. You get where I'm going with this. So, yes, I was on a rant today. But for all those reasons, Ted Cruz is our jackass of the week. Hell, he might be the jackass of the century. And we're going to be talking about this again. Um, One of the things I did find out in preliminary research is while the NRA is behind fighting any sort of reasonable gun regulations, they're not the only ones. We've talked about this other group before. There's a group called ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council. And ALEC has infiltrated our state legislators, especially those controlled by the GOP. Um, They create what they call model bills. They create these templates so that these Republicans, they don't have to put their name on. They can just put a date. Here you go. This is a new law. And ALEC's been behind, like, the standard ground laws, They were behind uh, privatizing our schools. And, yes, they are behind some of these asinine, um, loosey-goosey gun regulations. Um, And they represent big corporate. So there's another, and we're going to be talking about them on another show. So, once again, this is our show for today. Again, I congratulate Again, I'm being very ironic. Senator Ted Cruz is our jackass of the week. I hope everyone has a better week. You know, we're heading in tomorrow is Memorial Day. And it's bad enough that we try to remember those who have given the ultimate sacrifice by serving the armed forces. But now we, in modern times, we have to also memorialize these babies who died needlessly, who died because conservatives care more about their white supremacy and their guns than they do about children being able to live. This is, that's it. These babies died because conservatives may claim 
that they have family values, but they don't. They don't. They are indecent. And, you know, I would say shame on them, but the concept of shame is wasted breath on them. You can't shame people that are so entrenched in such ugly bigotry and ignorance. So that's our show today. Uh, I did rant. I apologize, but it's a live show, and this one hit me personally. With that, hopefully you'll tune in next week. We're going to be talking about this probably some more. And with that, I say good night, and God bless us.